0: your life's three stars man we have a very very special special situation here Uh, we have the velvet the uh, you know there's adjectives I want to throw out there but what I want to do is I want to be able to say for the what the world knows and what the world sees um, you've been part of an overarching storyline um, and you kind of been at the let's say the center of it and um, you know it's funny how narratives get thrown out there and things get said and as everything happens you want to be able to speak your piece and you have spoken your piece on your own platforms but we want to be able to give you kind of this platform for this narrative for though anyone who ever has something to say about you know your involvement with um, Carbon Nation with Nature Boy, with Solar and everything else um, so let's do it like this um let's start off with who velvet is um let's start with where you were born who is your family Mm -hmm. how you were raised and i want to kind of lead up to what um carbonation situation was for you and your interest in that but let's start with your beginning where are you from uh i'm
1: originally from norris louisiana I am currently 25. Actually, I'm 26. Just made 26 in February. That's, Happy birthday! Thank you. That's new for me, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs>
0: you're over a milestone now. You're like uh, I, I don't know what they consider 26, but you're at that point past right. 25.
1: Exactly. Which I've you know matured, matured you know over time. Um, but living in New Orleans was pretty crazy, and it was not my vibe. Um, the way that I grew up in my childhood, my mom and my dad's relationship was pretty toxic. So um, my grandmother, I have a lot of history and a lot of relation and memory from my grandmother raising me, um, which she always allowed me to go outside. She always let me go run into nature. You know, um, I was always kind of like that child that was pulled from the bunch. Cause I have four sisters and four brothers. So I was- um,
0: Were you a middle or I was. Like-
1: I was. So the girls were born first. I was the third girl that was born. And um, then my little sister and then my brothers came. But I was always pulled from the bunch because I was named after my auntie, which was my grandmother's, my dad's sister. She passed away when she was an infant and my mom couldn't find any other name to give me but that name.
0: So your real name is Velvet?
1: My real name is Velvet, Velvet Gabriella. I was named after my aunt. And so my grandmother took a special liking to me, not any favoritism, because she treated all of us the same. But because of that dynamic, I was, you know, I was like that child, you know, that special child in a sense. So um, that's why I have that memory. And the way that my grandmother raised me, that's where I felt like I got all of the love that I needed as a child and the nurture But when my uh, family got split up after some time, my mom and my dad got split up after some time, I stopped seeing my grandma, which stopped that dynamic between me and my grandma to continue to flow. And because I was the oldest, after my mom and dad got a divorce, because I was the oldest, I became the mother of my younger siblings. Wow. So I was like taking care of them sending them off to school, doing their hair at 11. I started at 11 years old. A lot of people don't know that from 11 years of age up until 17 years of age, I was a mother. That, explains,
0: that explains some things.
1: You know? And uh, with the, be, with that being the dynamic of my early childhood, I had no choice but to think like an adult. So it made me think about other things that like that a child wouldn't think about, like spirituality. You know, what's in the world? And my parents, because they had their own things going on, they weren't pouring into me like, you should know this, you should know that, you should, you know, it was other things that they had going on that they were dealing with emotionally that took away from raising me the way that I technically needed to be. And so, with that being the case, I spurred off when I was 17. I ran away from home and Um, By the time I was 17, I actually was into major organizations in my community. There was a group called Rethink that I um, got into. And that was more of like a cultural, economic type of of reform group. So I was like in communities, like talking to people like we should be thinking like this. We should be living like this, you know, going to high schools and talking to the high schoolers. Like you should really focus on your education and X, Y, Z and why it's important. And so I made a big name for myself within Rethink Alone. They actually put a memorial of me. I wasn't even passed away yet. I'm probably still there. This was in 2015, 2016. Wow. A picture of me with a dissertation. Like, this girl is amazing. You know, at 17, 18. Following that, I joined an organization called Groundwork. That's global. That's like more of an agricultural type of organization where I actually have went from different states in the United States because of this group to focus on economic development you know over the That's world true. and so i was always into nature i was always into agriculture so by the time i decided to go to college which i was like in my mind graduating high school which i graduated alone i graduated myself my parents did had no involvement with me graduating from high school because of the divorce because of the dynamic, because of me running away, I pushed my family away. It was way too toxic for me. So when I um, thought about like what I wanted to do further my education after high school, I was completely over education because I'm like, these schools are not teaching me what I need to know. If you would have replaced um, this class with maybe agriculture or maybe with like a, a me learning Spanish or something like that, you give me another opportunity, another another avenue to learn through. Maybe I could be better at school, but, you know, I wasn't failing. I wasn't a failure. It was just that I felt like they, the schooling system wasn't giving me enough to work with, you know, to learn from. And so I was like, I don't know if college is, the, is healthy. I don't know if that's something that I want to do. And I've always heard stories of my friends and my other sisters and, you know, people that I knew saying that once they got into college and they chose a profession, that they had to switch it and change it because once they started studying it and how the schooling um, teaches it to you, they're uninterested. So I'm like, why, why would I go invest my time? And, the, you know, these are my thoughts at a young, oh, yeah,
0: you nice. know,
1: so by that time, 17 years old in the 12th grade. My parents run away. I'm constantly talking to the counselors. My, from ninth grade to 12th grade, I was always in the counselor's office talking to the counselors. Like, I'm sad. I'm depressed. I <laughs> like this is crazy, right? But by the time, you know, that situation happened, by the time I ran away, my school pulled in my parents for a parent teacher conference to talk about my emotional uh, distress. And um because i was so much into nature i didn't know that there was a program like i didn't know that there you can go to school for agriculture like i didn't know that so i'm like scratch school i don't want to go to school i just want to go live in nature i want to go learn about nature and my parents are looking at me like yo she's like we don't know like is she gonna be a bum like this is what this is like this is what i experienced in the 12th grade sitting at a parent-teacher conference You know my my family is like they don't even know that you can go to school for agriculture you see what i'm saying so there's a dynamic that's like out of the loop so my teachers are so concerned about me to the point where there was a um a um, pep rally we had a pep rally and all of the 12th graders had to like express where they wanted to go to school and say the commitment and i told in front of everybody the whole audience i'm like look i'm not dedicated to any college but i want to further my skills and my profession in agriculture Right there the same day, there was a um, a, um, Tuskegee alumni and he actually gave me a scholarship to go to Tuskegee University right there. Then in that day, they enrolled me in the college, got in a HBCU and I pushed myself forward to go to school. My mom actually supported me and drove me to school. And that's when I started my agricultural um, education and I was passing flying colors. Math, not good at math that's not a good subject for me. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie. <laughs> so I was failing at math and I was also failing at history because I knew that they were lying. I didn't know why, I didn't know how, right. but I knew that they were lying and I couldn't retain it. And I'm the type of person, if I can't retain something, I'm not doing it. And I didn't know at the time that you could drop out, you could drop classes and pick up new classes. So I just dropped out completely. But this was upon my um, discovery of carbonation on Facebook, you know, every, all the children on the internet. So while I'm in college um, studying agriculture, I'm on Facebook, on the feed, looking at agricultural stuff, and this um, carbonation popped up.
0: Yeah, What are you seeing?
1: Um, th- at the moment, it was of Nature Boy, and he was on the live with Yaya at the time, his wife at the time, and they were talking about living in tune with nature, being vegan, why it's important to, you know, disconnect yourself from certain things. I didn't look at it as too extreme, you know, because for me personally, that was something I was already doing without the influence of Nature Boy. So I was like, wow, that, so I went, clicked on his page and that spurred me to, you know, research a little bit. And that's when I came into contact with the group and I saw like, there was like, like profiles of different people who were in that same circle or culture or tribe or whatever. And I started going to look at everybody else's pages and everybody else was like living it up in nature. Everybody was eating fruit. And not only were they just people think that they were just living out there. But what I saw was when I started studying these people that was in that group, they were giving knowledge behind why they were eating the fruit that they were eating, why they were living in tune with nature the way that they were, why they were disconnecting from Babylon, as they would say, like they were giving the information of why instead of just like posting it like, yeah, eating fruit is great you know right so and i'm a i'm an information based person so that that was cool to me you know but i was very young also so i never thought to like do background checks and like go look at him like his past you know i was not living in the moment you know and i'm already depressed with life i'm like bruh, like this is this ain't even it like I, i'm in, i'm in school but i really don't want to be in school i'm passing my classes but i really it's draining to me you know so at that particular moment, I'm like, wow, this would be nice. I never thought to like, go out there or live with them, but I was like, it would be nice to live a life where I can actually see myself thrive and also become more knowledgeable about what it is that I actually want to do and pursue in my life. And so um, I got into contact with one of the members that were there that were connected to Nature Boy.
0: You reached out? Or-
1: um, yeah, I reached out oh. to them. But nature boy, me and nature boy had never had any type of interaction, you know, at this point. And so um, it was a guy because he was the only person that I saw there that I could potentially have a connection with, whether it was platonic or romantic. So when we started talking, I was like asking him about his life. I'm asking, you know, this is what you do on the Internet. You you reach out to people, you connect. Right. So this is what I'm doing. And one thing led to another. We're And astrology is big. So he's telling me his signs and this and that and seems like we have a lot in common so our relationship evolved into a romantic relationship and even still it's about two weeks in me and this guy is talking still haven't talked to nature boy still haven't really like know who the leader is. i don't even know that there is a leader i didn't even know like none of that but the guy he's like you have to go through nature boy you have to talk to him first to come through and i didn't know what that meant i'm like what do you mean talk to him i'm talking to you Like, we're together. Like, what do you mean? And so, um, lo and behold, like, underneath wraps, there was actually one of another member. It was the Yaya wife at the time. She actually, but I never made the correlation until I actually had to reach out to Nature Boy to get through to him to go or to come, right? Yaya, uh, she messaged me, like, some time, I think before I reached out to... The the guy Omec or whatever I think it was either a little bit before or after I don't even remember but she reached out to me and she was telling me how beautiful I was and you know like complimenting me in so many words and so I'm like okay <laughs> like I get that all the time so it's not like it's anything new to me um, but I guess that was her way of starting a conversation but if we don't have nothing to talk about I'm not gonna you know fast forward. That was Nature Boy's incentive. He used her to message me, to say, like, I want to be, like, I want you to be my wife. But her at the time, she didn't. She never was into the wife dynamic. And throughout the story, you'll be able to get more just into the story of how it actually played out. But Yaya never was with it because of the emotional, verbal and spiritual and physical abuse that he was doing behind closed doors at the time. So she never was like, I want you to be... A-. She never did what he told her to do. She was just, as me just to make it seem like she was trying. You see what I'm saying?
0: Right.
1: And well, so, um, yeah. And so Nature Boy, I guess, um, like after some time, I found out that it was some friction between him and Omeg because Nature Boy wanted me to come, but he didn't want me to come because he wanted me to be with him, but I wanted to be with Omeg And it was like a dynamic that I had no idea of. And uh, Omeg didn't either. So Nature Boy was doing a lot of stuff behind closed doors that nobody was aware about. So eventually, because I was so persistent and consistent with the relationship that I had from Jump, Nature Boy was like, all right, cool. She can come. So I get there. I go there. I drop out of college. I go there. Because I'm failing college at this point.
0: Yeah, you're failing. And where are you going? Where where are they at now?
1: They are in Costa Rica.
0: Costa Rica, okay.
1: Yeah. And so... um, I get there and there's like we get to this we, we get to this restaurant, he takes us all out to eat, and there's this conversation about me being sure about what it is that I want. And if anybody knows velvet or I'd rather get the time to get to know me, you will know that I know what I want. I might not have certain details because I'm still young and I'm figuring it out and I'm perfecting my ideas as I go, but I know what I want. So I'm having this conversation with him in front of the tribe, in front of Omek, And he's like, you sure you want to be with Omek? You sure? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah. Who's asking that? Nature uh, Boy. Okay. To me and Omek. He's asking me about Omak. Like, Are you sure you want to be with him? You sure you don't want to be with somebody else? You know, trying to like spin it like that. And I'm like, I said I wanted to be with Omek. I said I'm with Omek And I'm currently with him. That's what it is. That's what it's going to be. All right, cool. Blah, blah, blah. We get it. We get it. You know, fast forward, I was never close enough to Nature Boy to know that he was physically and emotionally, verbally and spiritually abusing the women that he was around. I was always with the guys. I was a guy. I was in the field going to get fruit and bringing it back to the home so that we can eat fruit. I was going to the waterfalls harnessing water with the guys and bringing it back. And now me and these guys, our dynamic was so cool to the point where I could be shirtless, topless and these guys wouldn't even like look at me wrong or me feel like they was trying. That's how cool the dynamic was, right? In this situation. Right. Um so But it it was it was it started to get really tricky and weird because Nature Boy was like he was teaching us that we should do certain things like be topless, like be you know open uh, to being in relation with other people if it doesn't work out with the relationship you were currently in. You know there was always a massaging like persuasive type of vibe going on when it came to that dynamic. So. The relationship with me and Omek got really sticky because Nature Boy will pull both of us to the side and tell Omek one thing and tell me one thing. Like he'll tell Omek she doesn't really want to be with you or or she really likes me or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, she did this or she did that or, or try to twist something and manipulate something to try to make it seem like I didn't want to be with him. And he would do it vice versa. He would tell me, like, Omek doesn't want to be with you. He doesn't care about you. It was, so it was like a that at an all-time high. So this relationship with me and Omek lasted for a duration of nine months. Oh, wow. I humbly and honorably got out of that relationship with Omec because at that juncture of me breaking up with him, I knew that it wasn't going to work out. And the last thing that I'm into is leading people on. So I broke up with him.
0: You knew it was going to work out because of what? like
1: Because of the uh, dynamic between him, Nature Boy, me. Um, Omek was also on the verge of like unraveling his mind from the cult. So like while he was unraveling his mind, I was unraveling in.
0: Right. So Nature Boy, what he's saying, and I have to ask you is, are you intrigued with him and what he's saying based on his persuasion of what's going on? Like, hey, he's not liking you and you're not, this ain't a fit. No. So I'm, you're not, you're I'm, not, okay. I'm
1: completely looking at Nature Boy like, this is my father. This is a father figure. This is somebody... This I'm, tw- I'm 21, 20, 21. This guy's like 35, 34, 35, 36. I'm not looking at no grown-ass man. I'm, not, I'm young as fuck. I'm not looking at no man. You know what I'm saying? I'm wanting to be with somebody that's my age. I'm looking at myself as even a teenager. You see what I'm saying? So... I'm not thinking about it like that. I'm not even thinking that he's trying to get with me because I, number one, I have no experience being social because I've always been in the home. I've always been around other kids. I've always been taking care of other kids. So my my dynamic with being social is off. You know, at this point, that's like one of my first real interactions outside of being in college, and I never really was social in college because. Everybody was doing shit that I didn't do. I didn't party. I didn't do the thing, you know, that college kids. So um, moving forward, me and Omeg, we get out of the relationship. He winds up leaving like the next day. And I decided to be on my own. And I said, I want to be single. And I want to, you know, be solo. Nature boy, on the other hand, when I tell you, bro, this nigga love bombed the shit out of me. I, I didn't even know what that was until
0: like the next day or like Omac is leaving. And when you say love, uh, like how quickly does he attack? At I break daughter? up.
1: I break up when, with Omak. Like right now, I break up with Omak. Five minutes later, like after me and Omak's done having a conversation, Nature Boy is like telling one of his wives or one of the women that's close to him, go tell her I like her cookies. Go tell her I like the scarf she's wearing. Go tell her I like the rap she's wearing. Go tell her that she's doing good in the curriculum. Go, go, you know, and these women are coming to me like, Nature Boy really likes you, you know, (laughs) you know, like making it cool, making it a thing. And I'm like, I just got out of a relationship. In my mind, I'm like, I just got out of a relationship. You know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to focus on the knowledge because that's what I went there for. Regardless of me getting into a relationship with OMAC at the initial point, the entire relationship that me and OMAC had revolved around the knowledge. This nigga would literally teach me everything and I would be like, I got that. I know that. I understand that. And if it was something that I didn't know, it was like being reminded because most of the information that's being talked about is something that is already innate inside of me and which is why I want to be in nature in the first place. So with that being the case, moving forward and to fast forward just a little bit in the story, um, I wind up making the decision to be with Nature Boy because he's love bombing me so hard. I feel like I'm backed in the corner with like a guy being like, I love you. I want to be with you. I love you. I want to be. I'm like, OK, well, if you love me, all right, cool. Like, let's get together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's do it. That's let's that's go. that's the honest truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's do it. He's currently in a relationship, Nation Boy. He's currently in a relationship with three women. Those women, from my understanding now, looking back, every woman that he's ever gotten with was never based off of any value. It was never based off of what that woman could have offered. It was never based off of having um, children with those women. It was strictly off of um, sexual, having sexual relations with them just to sleep with them just to experience them because of whatever fanatical fetish he had There was it like
0: a body face, sexual tendencies like Yes. What?
1: Oh, okay. That's what I that's what I feel with Nature Boy. You know, it was never it had no substance. Any relationship he has ever gotten in had no substance. So when I got into that dynamic, I went into a polygamous relationship knowingly. Got into that dynamic, I if you've ever watched me on my own blossom and grow without the drama, I'm a literal flower. I have so many skills and talents. I still am, have even unraveled within myself because of the drama, because of the chaos. So with that being the case, These women naturally felt intimidated because what I realized, and even within myself at some point in time, the reason why I was even able to be with Nature Boy was because of some type of low self-esteem that I had within myself or trying to find love in all the wrong places or, you know, just not be confident within myself, like, to know, like, to exactly know, like, or and then on another spin to it as well is because of my lack of experience in the world as well. So I tied both of those together, but I said that to say this. Those women from what I've experienced, they didn't have no self-esteem. That's the truth. I was the woman in these situations in every single instance from the woman that I got into it with in the first place in the beginning of our relationship to the motherfucking end. I was the one to tell these women, you're good at this. You you obviously are doing it. You're good at that. Be happy with that. Hone into that. That is your gift. That is your skill. Stop trying to be like me. Stop trying to be like her. This is what you do. And when you're a collective, when you're a community, when you're a family, you know your strengths and you know your weaknesses and you know your opponents or not even opponents. But, you know, your family members and you guys come together on your strengths and you guys work it out with your weaknesses. That's what you do.
0: So I have to ask you, do you feel like Carbonation and Nature Boy, just in general Carbonation, uh, that they pulled in women who had those weaknesses or who had those insecurities or who were weaker in a sense? Do you feel like that was the overall goal of the women that you've seen that was within the nation?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. I think Nature Boy thrived off the fact that he could reel in women who, were, who, didn't have, who didn't see their own self-worth because for a mind like his, those type of men with those personality characteristics, they target women who have come from broken families, who have daddy issues, who have mommy issues, who have childhood trauma, who, you know, it's an easy, that's easy prey. That's like, that's a no brainer, yeah. you know? And so every, and, and, it, I don't look down upon any of these women because of their weaknesses, because I have mine too. My thing was, was coming out of our weaknesses and knowing our strengths. And, but because I've already realized some of my strengths coming into carbonation, those women were intimidated because I was already naturally in my strengths. I'm doing it, I'm being it, I'm actively living it. So those women exited the relationship. They couldn't handle they couldn't handle, and because I was me, Nature Boy was falling in love with me. He didn't wanna fall in love with me. He fell in love with me because I am, I, I am who I am. I, I, he fell in love with who I was, you know? Right. And, and then on a, another note, fell in love with an idea of who he thought he could turn me into. See, which he, he didn't know that he could never turn me into the person who he thought he could. But those women left the relationship, I was still there for them. I didn't make fun of them. I never made them feel like shit or anything like that. I just kept it moving, you know. But for some reason, Nature Boy, you know, always had the mind and the idea and the heart to want to turn these women against each other, not even towards me, but to each other. And so he would talk to each woman individually, have sex with them and tell and pour into them like great things, and then tell the next woman she ain't shit, and then so the next one would be in competition with the other woman. and then the other woman would it is just messy and 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 chaotic.
0: So I have to ask, let's just get perspective. You were in carbonation for how long? let's just say
1: um, about the same amount of time about like four years um four from two thousand seventeen to two two thousand twenty
0: okay, yeah. Um. Let's say this: you end up becoming Nature's Boy's main, I guess you could say, wife. And is yes. that is that wife on paper or is it just wife? In, this
1: is wife in real life. Like this wife is in legal. real life. Like, there's this a ceremony
0: is, or there's a like, like how does it work? Like,
1: I could tell, I could tell you the story. Please. You know. Um. So, fast forwarding. Um. After those women left, it was me and Nature Boy in a in a monogamous relationship for an extended amount of time that's where he he um, got me really open to like trust him and like like have the idea to be polygamous with him and take on new wives. So as we were going through that process over time, I started to like allow these women to come in but I never had a say so I never got to choose these women. I never really got a chance to know these women prior to coming into the relationship. So I was always at odds with him and so that turned really physically abusive so because he didn't want me to leave and he didn't want me to like be, have my own things and, and be my own person, he would confiscate my um, passport, my docu- all my documentation, all my identification, he would take it. So over the years, fast forward in 2020, I believe that was 20, yep, that was 2020. Um, over the course of these, all these years, he had my documentation and one day he came to me with my document, like with my documentation confiscated all the way over there somewhere. The way I don't know where it is. Wow. He comes to me one day and he's like, hey, I'm going to marry you. After three years of talking to me about why marriage isn't important, why we shouldn't get married, why it is, you know, uh, 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 denouncing spirituality. And I'm like, you want to marry me? For real? Wow. And in my mind, I'm planning my escape. This is in 2020, April of 2020. I didn't successfully escape until November of 2020.
0: COVID just, like COVID just hit, right? Like, yeah. yeah well.
1: So he's telling me this. And I'm like, but wait, what about knowledge? I'm like, we can't get married. That goes against everything you just said. That goes against everything. So I'm trying to talk him out of his idea. He's like, no, because if I get into trouble, if I get into this or I get into that, you can get me out. You'll take the flag for whatever it is that I'm doing. I was like, in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get away before this nigga this marry a me. Play versus, yes. Oh
0: wow.
1: He told, he said this to me, and then the next day he comes to me and he's like, we're just gonna make it a group thing. I'm gonna get them married. 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 And I'm like, this is a fu- total fucking disaster.
0: Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to go back. Uh, You mentioned before the abuse. Um, You got with Nature Boy. I have to ask you, um, when did the abuse start and what was that abuse early on?
1: This was, the abuse started when I was about three, three, four months pregnant.
0: How far in the relationship were you? Pregnant, like I know you said four years overall, but how far were you into? I
1: was about a year, maybe two, three months in carbon, like in the actual situation, like a year and three, a year and three months. Yeah, In In, the actual situation.
0: Nine months. You're not even you're no longer with uh, the first situation. Now you're with Nature Boy and that's it happening. Mm -hmm. So about a few months within a year after being with Nature Boy you're pregnant now yeah, and you're three months pregnant and like, like what's the, if you could talk about the first instance where you felt like what's going well,
1: on? Well, at this point when I realized, cause I, at first I didn't realize it cause he was never physical. Like at first, when it first started, the abuse first started, he was never physical. He was always emotional and verbal, but I never looked at that as abuse because I come from that. I grew up with that. That became an enorm- a, normal- a normal thing in my mind. Um, so one day we was living in Belize and it was a situation where a woman came, the girl Kendra, um, Sheba, she came to Belize and he wanted to be in a relationship with her and I said no and I was completely against it. She was a virgin at this time and he wanted to take her virginity and he told me, that he wanted to do that. And I was like, you know, you're not doing that. Not on my watch. And he physically abused me right then and there. And this was about three, four months pregnant. And from that initial moment, it was all she wrote, or all he wrote rather. And that's when I started experiencing physical abuse from him.
0: So but I have to ask you, um, what was your reaction to that physical abuse? Cause sometimes in relationships, based on how you react is how things will continue, or carry on. What was your initial reaction upon that initial situation?
1: I was fighting his ass back. Like, we was fighting. So this led to him being more extreme. Like, you know, if you, hypothetically speaking, you physically abuse somebody and they back down, you're not going to abuse them, because they're backing down, unless you a real psychotic person and want to abuse that. But that wasn't the case, he abused me, he physically abused me to a small degree. And I was like, you ain't gonna hit me, period. Like, so I'm fighting him, like we fighting. But now he's choking me up. Cause he got, he need to get me to stop trying to fight him back. Now he's like trying to exile me from existence because I'm trying to fight him back. So in my mind, because, and at this juncture still has my documents confiscated all the way over there somewhere where I don't know. I'm like, okay, how can I not be in a situation where I'm gonna get strangled and not get abused? So it always turned into me doing what he wanted me to do, but I I could never get with it. So it, it will always be physical and then ending in him choking me out and blacking out and then waking up and being like, I still don't have my documentation. I'm five months pregnant now. I'm six months pregnant now. I'm seven months pregnant now. Still don't have my documentation. I'm seven months pregnant now. I'm eight months pregnant. I'm having a baby now. I still don't have my documentation. How the fuck I'm going to get out of it? How I'm going to leave? Still also while not wanting to do the things that he want me to do. So I'll just back down and be like, you know what? Fuck everybody. I don't even care. But my body is shutting down. I'm shutting down. So he's angry with me because I can't physically perform with him or be with him. So he's forcing me at this point with the women, without the women. And I'm sitting there like, I wanna leave. So I'm, I'm going through this tug of war online because he's recording me, making it seem like to the world that I'm just crazy and I don't really know what I want, but he's got all my shit confiscated. We in the middle of nowhere in a foreign country. I'm pregnant. I have no communication with my family for almost two years at this point. You know, so I'm just like, this was in the beginning, though. You know, after I had after I had Eliana, that's when I started thinking about, <sighs> I really want the father, you know, because I'm not thinking as I'm having her, I'm not thinking that he's actually like crazy. I'm not thinking like this man will try to do anything to destroy me. I'm not thinking like that. I'm thinking that he's just coming from trauma just like me. And I have to give him grace. I have to love him through his pain. I have to love him through his trauma. And that was one of his big things, too. Like you have to stay by your black man's side. You can't leave him. You can't give up on him. You got to go through some things to, you know, love, love, love does, doesn't come easy. And I'm in one of those states and I'm like, I'm considering, you know, considering him, considering Ellie. So I'm putting myself on the back burner and taking on things that I shouldn't necessarily have to, because I want him to be better, and I also want a a, a future for my child that I technically didn't ne- never had as a child. I'm fighting for that. So I'll stay in a relationship. When I did get my doc- when I did have a chance to get my documentation, I did leave. But the only reason why I went back three times to Ohio,
0: or you're leaving to
1: well, this also It's a pro- over the time span of four years i left maybe about three times and then i went back yeah and the only reason why i went back was because nature boy would get me on the phone and he would be like i'm gonna not um be in this polygamous relationships anymore we're gonna make it work we're gonna do what we have to do to heal from our traumas you know sweet talking me wooing me you know being romantic doing all the things that he can to give me back in his presence and i'm like He's already the father of my child. I want to make it work for the sake of my child. So I'm like, all right, cool. Every single time I went back, within a matter of two weeks, we was already in a polygamous relationship. He was already physically abusing me. So I'm like, now the first two times I, went, I left and I went back, I, I never calculated in my mind that he would do it again. I'm not thinking that he's going to do it again. I'm thinking that we're going to get better. I'm banking on the fact that we're going to get better. We're going to start healing, man. That third time I went back, the the amount of physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional distress that I went through. That was it.
0: Can you can you speak on one of the worst times that you kind of dealt with? Like the dealing? last
1: time the in two, um, November from October, November of 2000, 2020. We were in California, I believe, because we kept getting deported from Costa Rica. We got deported from Costa Rica. We got deported from Mexico. So we would end up back in the States. We were at, in, no, we were in Las Vegas at the time cause we did get married. And he bought me a van because one of my biggest dreams in life was to always be a van lifer. And so he bought me a van to you know, use that against me. And um, he drove me in this van back to Mexico. And once we got to Mexico, he decided that we were going to go move to Puerto Rico. And I, I'm, I'm trying to escape the whole time. Like, I'm trying to plan my exodus. So we wind up in Puerto Rico. Fast forward, we wind up in Puerto Rico. And the physical abuse went up a notch. Like, him, like him strangling me out has turned into, like, like, holding my neck longer. Like, no oxygen. Like like hitting me in my face, bust lips, bruise. I'm actually kept away from the tribe and from other people because my face is messed up. And he doesn't want other people to see that because he don't want them to think like he's bad or anything like that. So I'm kept away most of the time. So I'm like, okay. And I'm back in a situation where my documentation is gone. Physical abuse went up a notch. Now I got to play a mastermind game, how do do you play a mastermind game when when you don't use things to your advantage to get what you want? So I'm like, okay, the best thing that I can do in this situation is allow everything to happen. Do all the sexual experience, actually encourage it. Encourage him being with other women. Encourage these women coming in. Encourage these women leaving out. Being in it, I had to sacrifice my own body to get me and my child out safely. So long story short, I'm doing everything he want me to do. This man is doing and saying things I ain't never heard him say or do ever in the entire experience. Within a matter of two months, I was blown away. You know how much self-control I had, I needed to have to be able to get my documents. So long story short, When we traveled to Puerto Rico, we left the tribe. So he had to have my documentation in his presence. So I knew where it was. So every single moment, I'm tracking my documentation, like, oh, it's right there, it's all right, cool. Y'all know, you you can hold it, I know, you got it. You know, making everything cool, kosher. You know, we in the house in Puerto Rico, I'm making plush pallets. I'm like, come on, Aya, come on, Malia, come on. Yeah, let's have a drink. Now he's encouraging smoking and drinking now at this point. So I'm like, one night he's like, "Let's smoke." Let's. I'm like, yes, let's do it. I'm getting everybody drunk. I'm, I'm rolling the blunts. I'm, let's get high. I'm lighting them bitches, but I'm acting like I'm smoking. And I'm passing it to them. I'm like, y'all, yeah. I'm making the drinks. I'm popping them open. I'm like, y'all want another drink? Let's get it. Let's, let's have fun. Got the music blasting. He is going crazy. He has a whole bottle of Hennessy. This nigga done damn near drunk the whole bottle of Hennessy. He on social media, on Instagram, going crazy. Like spit coming out his mouth. I'm like, yo, look at this man turn into a fucking demon in front of me. And all of the other women just as oblivious. And I'm like... Every single moment that I got to sneak away, I'm packing my things. Let me take this shirt. Oh, he coming. All right, cool. Like, yeah, we having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back in the back, sneak some more things. I'm I'm actually creating a whole situation. He don't know that I already got my passports on lockstash, me and Ellie. Already got them. Already done put them. I already done came up and scoped out everywhere. I'm, I'm actually got the women outside with me looking around. While wow, they thinking I'm engaging, I'm looking around at my surroundings. Oh, I can escape right there. I can leave right there. Fast forward into the night, they all fall asleep. I'm like, man, they are not even about to get up. Everybody about to be hungover. My body naturally gets up at like 637. So I get up and you know how you hungover? And it is not really until about maybe 10 o'clock, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning when you in a hangover where you really start getting your, like you really in a deep sleep and you start getting. So I go back to him, like, right now it's not the time. 6.30, 7 o'clock AM, it's, it's not the time. Let him sleep a little more, let it, let it marinate. So I lay back down, my body get up again at a natural timing. I leave Ellie on the pallet, I get up, I get my bag, And as I'm walking, there's a spot that I did not calculate because I couldn't see. A whole opening, the gate, because he always puts us in and gets houses where there's gates around us so that we can't get out. This whole side of the fence is smashed over. I put my bag on the other side of the fence, go upstairs, Get Ellie off the pallet. I got my harness sitting on the stairs. I'm putting my harness on walking as I'm walking down the steps, putting my baby in the harness, harnessing her to my bag. No shoes on my feet. One bag, couple snacks, maybe some crackers and some nuts with some water. Walking in the middle of nowhere. Don't speak no Spanish. I'm gone. I'm like, fuck all you. I take the phone and he gave me every, all that. Give me that, that's mine. I take a couple monies out of his wallet and everything. I'm like, that's mine. You know, so I get to where I got to go. I find How far this, are you walking? This was like, I want to say about maybe four or five blocks. And then I find this opening where it's like this construction site. And I'm like, maybe I can get Wi-Fi right there. So I go try to get Wi-Fi. I'm literally like this with an infant. I'm like trying to get Wi-Fi, got Wi-Fi, get in contact with some uh, a taxi company. I'm like, look, bro, I'm stranded. You know, how much is going to be to the airport? We two hours away from the airport. It's going to be $100. I'm like, look, I only got $40. He like, all right, I'm going to just come pick you up. He came pick me up, got to the airport. I, I, I deliberately told Nature Boy where I was because I wanted him to know that you were never going to see me again, ever. So he come to the airport while I'm there, trying to woo me, trying to talk to me. I'm letting him have, I'm telling him everything I wish I would have ever told him in my life. Standing there at the airport, I'm, I'm just. Oh, like, he can't
0: take you no, away. No,
1: he can't, cause the police there every I'm making sure that everything is cool to the point where he can't do. He can't do nothing. So the police wind up telling him to leave, cause he getting irate because I'm letting him have it. He wind up leaving. He like really can't believe that I said no. Like he really can't. He really can't wrap his mind around it, cause I always go back and I always fall for his bullshit get on that plane, that was the last time he saw me. And I've moved forward with protection orders. I have a trail, I have a paper trail still to this day. Court hearings coming up in the next two weeks. Divorce, all that, all of that, to this day. This net man can never be around me ever again or the child that we gave birth to, period, ever.
0: So I have to ask you, um, from that moment, To the moment of his arrest, how much time passes to where he's finally arrested, would you say?
1: So if if I escaped in November of 2020 and he got arrested in April of last year, that was 2022, then whatever, however long that is, uh, November, a couple months, no more than a year.
0: Upon his arrest, um, where are you at? What's your status um, upon your exodus? And when you see his arrest, just give me your mindset as far as seeing this and kind of like your thought process on him finally getting arrested and kind of where you're at in life at this moment.
1: I'm in Ohio. I just got I lived with a um, lived in a DV shelter, a battered woman shelter for about nine, ten months prior to getting my first apartment ever. Um, I was so but I'm in my own apartment at this time. Congrats. Um, I remember not having really any, no, actually, what was I? I was in my second apartment. I had my second, because I was like, it was so many opportunities for me. I was getting so much done. I was like being great and things like that. I was on my second apartment and I was in there and everybody just kept hitting me up like he, he got arrested. I'm like, that's great. Now he can't fuck with me no more. Now he can't harass me no more.
0: He was still reaching out to you in between? He was just
1: harassing me through other people. He would have the cult members contact me in my inbox saying weird things. He would, um, people randomly who he knew would be harassing me, sending me death threats, sending me all kinds of stuff. Bitch, you're a bad mom, like all, all kinds of stuff. You name it, it was done to me from people that was affiliated with him. And so, yeah, I was like, great. As soon as I could, um, because the protection order was so hard for me to get, At that juncture of him being arrested, that was exactly what I needed. I took all of my evidence, all of my paperwork, everything that I needed, went to the courthouse in Ohio, presented it to the judge. I was granted a five year protection order right then and there.
0: I have to ask you, um, you said your body wouldn't function after giving birth and stuff like that. While being married to him, do you feel that you were raped or a rape victim? while being with him?
1: Yes, because of the fact that when I would tell him no, and I would be so adamant about it, like, for instance, this is a great example. It wasn't physically penetration, but it was oral, whatever. He put out two videos of me giving him head. Those, in those particular videos, prior to that, both times, about two to three hours prior to that event happening, I'm literally arguing him down like, I don't want to do this. I'm not doing this because each instance he's wanting me to give him head with another woman. And I'm like, bro, you are raggedy as fuck. Like, leave me alone. Like, how about you? I'm telling him, go have, go get another woman. But he insists that it's me. Like, he wants it to be me. And I'm like, no. So he's verbally abusing me, physically abusing me emotionally abusing me, spiritually, every type of abuse he's doing to me for two to three hours prior to him recording this video. So at some point, I'm like, I will never stop arguing with him. I have to do this because I will never stop arguing with him. So I'm like, fuck it, let me just get it over with so I can go on about my day. And, and also, I'm still, simu- each instant, I'm simultaneously planning my escape. And also, at the same time.
0: Did it have it to a situation where, I heard Nature Boy had situations where he was on OnlyFans, he was putting videos on Twitter, he was on Pornhub. Were you aware that he was putting these videos out online and, like, just, like...
1: I didn't, know. Actually, even the videos that he would take of me, I didn't know that he was, like, he would, he would literally go to, to recruit women. He would use these videos as, like, bait. And like these women would would watch whatever it was that he sent to them, even if it was a naked picture of me. And I caught him doing it one day because he never really allowed me in his phone. And if he did allow me in his phone, he would always delete things. So at this particular instance, I caught him doing it and I told him, I said, listen, don't do that. Don't send naked videos and pictures out of me. I'm not comfortable with that. And he's like, all right, I'm not going to do it, blah, 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 blah. But just to fast forward and answer the question, no, I wasn't aware that he was doing these things. I didn't find out until somebody else told me that he was doing it. But I have never seen him put like a sex tape out of me. I don't know if it's out, actually I do. And even he lied about that. And that was back in Mexico. He leaked a, a um sex tape of me and Sheba that he forced both of us to do. He forced me and Sheba to do that. Every sex, for me, I can't speak for these other women, for me, Any sex tape that was leaked of me, he forced me to do. Period. You know? But I didn't know that he was uploading it because he made it seem like other tribe members uploaded the video that was leaked of me. Now, the other two videos that he leaked of me, he deliberately did that after I escaped in November of 2020 because he was fucking mad because I was never coming back. And he had to tarnish and destroy me. Wow.
0: Did you ever ever feel like... You're gonna be able to testify in this trial. Do you? Are you planning on testifying in this trial? Do you plan on? Have they reached out to you to even consider it?
1: Um, they have reached out to me for evidence, but they have never reached out to me to say like to testify or anything like that. But if it ever, if I ever have an opportunity, yeah, <laughs> like you think I'm not? Like I was there. No one knows that most of my physical abuse was because I was standing up for the fairness and the just of the situation for me and everybody else involved. I fought for Solar and Zoka's relationship. I fought for their baby. I fought for Sheba and True's relationship and they baby. I fought for Aya to have her own relationship. And this is when you see him recording me on camera with videos of Yeah, it's Velvet's idea for everybody to be in monogamous relationships. I ain't never tell nobody to to be with y'all be with who y'all want to be with. I'm just saying that what you think that I'm getting from Nature Boy is what you deserve. You deserve a man to love you wholeheartedly. And I deserve the same thing, period. And, And because Nature Boy didn't want that to be, he will physically abuse me because of it. And Everybody's looking at me as the demon, everybody's looking at me as the person that's in between them sleeping with Nature Boy. So I'm just like, fuck all y'all. I, I realized that I was fighting for something that I needed to be really fighting for myself.
0: I have to ask you, um, to even have uh Nature Boy's child, um, Araya, and even to have it overseas, is that like in a hospital? Like, you're going to yeah. Puerto Rico, like, how was that? experience as far as giving birth for the first time because again you explained your upbringing this is this is new to you yeah to be able to give birth oh in another country
1: well you know honestly honestly answering that question the abuse was so intense that i actually so when a woman is pregnant i don't know if a man can know this or even if men like actually understand this when a woman is pregnant, she is emotionally tied to her body. I mean, all people should be, men and women. Some people are more than others. But in this instant, I was detached emotionally from me, from my body, from my baby, from my needs. I was completely detached because I was so stressed out. When I actually was in the process of going into labor, giving birth, and I couldn't even experience it. The only thing that I experienced was excruciating pain, like to a degree that I still can't even really describe. It's not even a description or or an adjective that I can use to describe it. It's just excruciating pain. And all I know is that I'll just, it was almost like having an out-of-body experience. Like kind of your body is just there and your mind is just gone. Like my mind, like like I couldn't even correlate how much pain, that's how much pain I was in. It was like over, it was like over the top. Like it was, it was something I was just like, fuck this, I'm gonna die right quick. Like, you know? And I gave birth to my child. Well, I actually had uh, proceeded to get an epidural because it was so painful. Like, bro, it was so painful, bro. I, whoo, Lord have mercy. Uh, hey. You know, she, she got poured out with four set. My, my, I was so emotionally detached from my body that my body wasn't even responding to the pregnancy. My body wasn't doing the natural things that it should have been doing while I was in labor. So they had to pull her out because she was dying inside of me. And I was like quite literally dead. (laughs) Like if they would have never gave me the epidural and pulled her out with forceps, me and her would not be here today. Wow. Straight like that. Wow. And that was pretty intense because the experience that I thought I was gonna have and the experience that I wanted to have, was the complete opposite. So that was pretty painful. Now that I'm able to process it, and now that I'm pregnant again, and I'm emotionally attached to myself, actually, I'm I'm literally crying, because I'm like, bruh, I couldn't even, I couldn't even. This
0: was not it, yeah. This.
1: I'm was. processing it now. My daughter's four years old. I'm processing it now. Wow. You know?
0: Wow. Um, you mentioned Solar. Um, I'm just curious. You get out. You have your exodus. You escape. Um, you have your your other daughter, Aviana. Um, Solar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How does he play into your life? How does he play into the picture? And how does he come into it? Y'all were there together. Um, I'm assuming he left himself and you left yourself because your story doesn't involve Solar with you're leaving. Yeah. Um, but there was, uh, I guess I don't want to call it carbon island, but the people who left Carbon Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, those people who are, who all left or came, s- did what they did, left, you're part of one of those who are back in the States now. How are you and Solar coming together in this scenario? And how, like, what is what is that as far as coming together?
1: Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, starting off with me, I was in a, a before prior to being with him or coming together with him, I was in a state where I was like strictly focused on self love. I was strictly focused on healing, emotionally healing, you know, um, womb healing, all of that. I was like going on, like, I was like damn near raw vegan. You know, I was like extreme alkaline and um, pouring into myself, pouring into my children. And this is when he gives a description of my home being a temple or being like a church because that's quite literally what I was doing. I was like praying every day. I'm like literally like, I gotta heal you know and um i was pouring so much into myself to the point where when you are on your healing journey um the trauma comes out and so my platform has been the avenue that i have shared that trauma and and poured and purged you know my trauma through and on for maybe to inspire other people to go through their healing journeys and not beat themselves up in the process and um, it was at that juncture when I was like totally into myself, me and Solar, we, we had a little connection, but that was only because of Natiri, because I was like considered her friend at the time. Um, but one day there was like so much stuff going on. And like certain things didn't add up to me because Jan- J- Nateri Janae, she would tell me one thing and I would give her advice and then she wouldn't take it. And I started realizing that she was lying about cer- certain things about Solar. Like she was ta- she would call me to talk about Solar to me. And I'm like, I really don't care. I'm not even interested in y'all's relationship. that don't have nothing to do with me. So um everything hit the fan with them. They broke up. Everything hit the fan. And um I just for me, when I have a heart for something, when I feel something is not true, you know, I'll act on that. I move on that. That's the place that I live from. So I reached out to Solar and I was like, you know what, bro, whatever's going on, I just hope you keep your head up. And I had that disposition with everybody who has ever left carbonation because, hey, I come from carbonation and I want the best for all of us at the end of the day. So, you know, I reached out to him. I gave him my condolences for whatever it was that he went through and I felt for his situation with the child and et cetera, because I also had my experiences with the child and things like that. And because I had a connection with Natiri and because she was putting me into like a three-way whatever with them, I just felt the need to reach out to him, you know, to give that condolences to him. That sparked off into our relationship. From that moment, we, we didn't initially be like, oh, maybe we should be together. It was more like we were expressing ourselves to each other. You know, he would express all the things. And I'm like, bro, I get it. Like, I share these experiences, you know, so I can only relate to you. And so that moment turned into another moment where we're opening more up and we're realizing that we have more in common than we do different, than we do have differences. And so I'm like, I actually said it to him. I'm like, something like popped up in my mind and I'm like, like the way he was expressing himself, it came from such a real place. Like I felt the love that he had inside of him. Like I, I felt that, you know? And I was like, why am I feeling this? I'm, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be feeling this. Like, why am I feeling it? You know, cause somebody can express themselves from their heart and you don't have a, you don't feel that love inside of you, but my, my I felt it. And I was like, yeah, so I feel this. I acknowledged it and he was like no we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't you know it it was like one of those situations he was like no let's not jump the gun let's not you know let's just be and I'm like all right cool you're right so we did and then we just kept having conversation after conversation and we real at some point we realized that our experiences lined up so interestingly that it was just like a no-brainer it was like are we supposed to it became a question are we supposed to be together
0: wow wow
1: and so we kept sharing experiences with each other and it just got more intense and more intense and more intense so we decided to come together i'm like i want to see you i want to see you face to face because if i see you face to face if i see you then i know it's real i'm gonna know yeah when we saw each other face to face we had on the same shoes this was not planned we had on the same shoes we had on the same jacket, the same jacket, a jean jacket with fur on the collar. How in the fuck like where so i'm looking i'm I'm looking at the synchronicity of and the pattern that don't just happen. so I'm like, mind you, I'm also considering his role that he played in my life without being in a romantic relationship with him. This man has gotten me everything that I needed before my pregnancy and after. He was taking care of me. Everything Nature Boy was supposed to be doing for me, he did from a distance, from the from afar. Wow. So I considered those things too, because I'm like, that's considerable. When you are going through things in life, you consider everything. You don't just consider one aspect just because you know what I'm saying? So that was that or whatever, but we had about we have had our down moments because there is so many odds and there's so many like disillusions and there's so many like outside influences and many people have this certain like vision of me and they're they're like she doesn't deserve love at all and I'm like what the fuck did I ever do to any of you bitches I didn't do shit to nobody I deserve love I'm gonna give myself that period like even they don't even the world doesn't even like me loving myself Damn. because of this shit from carbonation
0: So I have to ask you then, um, I seen a live video to where you were laying in Solar's lap and you were looking up at him, and uh, the way you were looking at him, I'm just curious, uh, did you ever look at uh, Elegio that way? Did you ever look at Nature Boy that way?
1: That's a very good question. I, I I always get the question, was I ever in love with Nature Boy? Or am I in love with Nature Boy? I always get that question. For me, I feel that I fell in love with an idea. So when I looked at Solar the way that I did in that video, I did look at Nature Boy in certain instances. And I feel like it was only because of the idea that I fell in love with. I don't think that that love that I had was real because when you're in love with an idea of something, that's not love. That's not real. You know, whether I knew it or not, that's not real. You know, so I feel like what I have with solar is real. I feel like what we go through is real.
0: You just mentioned that you have, uh, you're now pregnant. You just said that. You know, and again, if no one caught whether they seen this interview or Solar's interview prior to this, uh, you are now expecting a third child And mm-hmm. Solar. And you are now how many weeks pregnant? Seven. First and foremost, congratulations um, on just the journey that it take to get to this point. Congratulations on the feeling and the euphoria of doing it the right way. You can't,
1: yeah, I'm crying. you can't pay for that. I'm like crying. Yeah, you can't pay for that. I don't even that. know.
0: You can't pay for that kind of joy. So um definitely congratulations. Um uh again, as we did interview Solar earlier and we talked about the carbonation thing. This is we're just scratching the surface of what really went on throughout the whole thing and uh to even have your story, there's many other stories to be told throughout that situation, but to even have you come here and be brave enough to be able to speak on the story and, again, speak so eloquently. um, You know, Velvet Velvet was a name that people would hear about and then we would see you, but we don't understand the inner working. It's like an onion. You got to peel those layers back. And to be able to get these kind of layers, man, I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, dumbfounded about just everything that you had to do to go through it. I was telling Solo, I'm like, man, you know, your life should be moving, but, again, even your situation as far as raising your family at 11 years old... Getting to leave the country, getting your passport, and just leaving school—that's the story in itself, you know. And then the what you experience afterwards. Um, I can only commend you for even doing what you've done. Um, I want to end with this, man. I'm just curious, man. Do you believe, um, or more so, what are your beliefs? Do you do you have faith? Do you have? Do you believe in faith? Do you believe in fate? Do you believe in Illuminati? Do you believe? Like, where do you land in the prospect of how things are supposed to go?
1: I believe in faith. That has been the trajectory of my life. That has been something that has always showed its face in my life in every, every, any instant, even when I turned away from it. You know, the way that I grew up was in a church, but it wasn't really the church that mattered to me. It was more so the connection and the relationship that I had with God. We, we have all of these different religions and we call God all of these different names, but there is one source, whether we like to know that or not, or believe that or not. And so I have a relationship. I personally feel like I have a relationship with that source. And because I have had a relationship with that source and I have been been faithful in the knowing that the source will provide whatever it is that I need moving forward on my journey, whether I make the right decision, wrong decision, whatever decision, As long as I'm leaning into what my heart is saying and I'm having faith in what my heart is saying, that I will never be led astray. And I haven't even in instances where it seemed like or it looked like I was. I have always been led to greater things, better things, prosperous things. And I have literally saw God show up in my life. I have seen the Holy Trinity pop up in my life. And there is no denying that, period.
0: That is real.
1: And
0: that's what I, I, that's I, what I believe you. in. I have to
1: ask you. Um, oh, and I believe in prayer. That's oh, like super important.
0: No. Hey, we all. I mean, well, we all. Um, Mama Dia. Mm-hmm. As far as her situation in your, in, in, in your overall story, um, where does it land? I'm just curious.
1: Mama Dia was the most beautiful person I ever met in my entire life. She was such a mother to me. When mother, when mother Dia, when Mama Dia came into the picture, this, this was one of the moments where I, were, I was being physically abused at an all time high. One of the most traumatic experiences. This was like, I think she was there at the time. I don't know if you guys heard the, the story where I cut my hair and stuff like that. At some point in carbonation, I cut my hair. It was like real toxic. But she came, she came in at a very intense time of me being physically abused. And like I said, I was always pulled away from the group because of the scarring and the, the everything like that. So I was in a tower. Mama Dia would come to me with towels. She would come to me with clean linen. She would come to me with my food. She would come to me to, to conversate with me. I had no idea that she was going through what she was going through. I had no idea she even had a heart condition. I never had a conversation with her to get to know her. I didn't even know half of the people that was there or their backstories or their lives or where they came from or their hometowns.
0: You didn't want to know or you just was put away from It that, was just basically? I
1: was just put away. And there was our, the relationship that me and Nature Boy had was so toxic that it revolved around the toxicity. Everybody revolved around the toxicity because I was always like, this ain't right. This is not right. And Nature Boy didn't want me to say that out loud. So he had to squash me. He had to shut me up in some kind of way, you know? So uh, one day, one day I get up after having a meeting, we had a meeting and I saw Mama dear, and mind you, I'm not making emotional connections with the people of the tribe because I'm not with none of it. I don't even want to be there. Wow. So one day I get up, and the, one of the guys at the time, they're like, uh, Nature Boy, you got to come see this right now. And I'm, I get up, and I'm like, see what? I'm thinking it's normal. I'm thinking, like, this shit is toxic as fuck. We see toxic shit all day, every day. Like, why we got to... So I get up. Lo and behold, it's Mama Dia in the tent. And I'm sitting there looking at her like, Nature Boy, what you going to do? Like, I'm done. I I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I'm just standing there like.
0: Let's rewind a little bit. Um, There's a story or rumor that um, with Mama Dia that Nature Boy suggested or told her to stop taking her meds that would have been able to prolonged her life. Were you, are you aware of the scenario in which that possibly could have been a situation or do you know any details in with that at all?
1: I don't because of the fact that all the relationships that Nature Boy had with women, I was not in the midst of. I was not talking to anyone. I was locked away. I wasn't on social media either and I wasn't even looking through messages to see if my family was contacting me. I wasn't looking for nothing. I'm like, just locked away,
0: day to day.
1: you know? So the conversations that he would have with Mama Dia, that's what they would talk about. I don't know what they talking about and I wouldn't care to find out because he probably trying to fuck her. That's just honest from my perspective because every other woman, he's trying to fuck them. But what I do know is the fact that he encouraged no medication prescription vibe for any and everybody, but I didn't know Mama Dia had a heart condition. I didn't know that she was taking medication for it. And I didn't know that that was something that she needed to do. You know, she, she actually came to me one day and she told me something like she had some pains or something, but I didn't know what to do for her or what to tell her because I didn't know her history. So I'm like, go ask nature boy. And so when she asked Nature Boy, when she went to Nature Boy, he told her to go ground and, and she's like trying to confide in me. And I'm like, I don't know what you need. I, I can't give you what you need. Like, I literally don't know, you know. So then that's at that point, that's when the story came up about how she had the heart condition and stuff like that. But because Nature Boy was so gun ho on not having medication, not even vitamins, he, he banned books. At one point in time. We couldn't even bring books. Oh
0: damn, Fahrenheit
1: 451. So she was telling us we were in a meeting. We were in a meeting at this juncture. She was telling everybody about the heart condition because he had wanted her to bring it up so that everybody would know about it. She was telling everybody about it, but she kept saying as she was telling the story, but I don't need it. I always take it from now, here and then. I don't really take it that much. I've always lived with it. I take it every now and then, but that's not something that I need to depend on. My fam- She literally was saying how her family wanted her to take it and that she didn't want to. So she isolated herself from her family because her family was trying to force her to take the medication. So we're, we are all thinking, probably even Nature Boy at this juncture, that she didn't need it. Because she's she's doing everything not to take it, like in a sense. And I, I.
0: So when y'all go there and see her, and you look at Nature Boy and saying, "What are we gonna do now? What what is he gonna do? Like what?" what he didn't
1: do anything. He completely passed the buck. Like he wanted to know what Solar was gonna do. He wanted to know what Key was gonna do. What, were you there at the, the time? Guy. Yeah, Natural, the guy. He wanted to. Basically, he wanted to know what the other guys were gonna do. About it, wow. because he didn't want to put his hand on it, he didn't want to have no type of affiliation when it went, nigga. You the cult member, you the cult leader, you know. So he 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 told the other the other guys basically came up with an with ideas, and whoever had the best idea, that's what they did. Wow.
0: So, but I have to ask you, um, uh, was Nature Boy homosexual?
1: Yes, I do believe that. Yes.
0: Did you ever catch him in homosexual acts?
1: Yes, I did. Mm
0: -hmm. Like?
1: One day, this was, we were living in Belize again. And one day, he always, like, had this friend. But he, like, always downplayed the relationship to me with the friend. So I'm thinking of the guy friend is just a guy friend. I'm thinking he talking to his guy friend like guy friends. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like, on some
1: homie shit. Right.
0: Belize is a little different, but go ahead.
1: This is where the incident took place, in Belize. And he's on the phone with the guy, he's on a video chat with the guy, and he walks out the tent away from me to talk to the guy, and usually he walks away from me to talk to people, and I never really thought of anything. I was pregnant at the time. I never thought of anything like that. Like he would be talking about whatever behind my back or whatever, so I just was like, "Okay, cool like you' going to ta- have him talk on the phone, whatever, and then I catch him like he he thinks that I can't see him because he thinks I'm laying down in the tent, but something tells me to get up and look, so I'm looking and i'm I'm looking, and I watch him pull his thing out and put the phone camera on it, and I know he's on the phone with the guy, and I'm like. Nobody else don't see this. So he comes back in the tent and I'm like, were you just showing that guy your penis? And he's like, oh no, that's my friend. You know, really massaged it. And I'm like, okay, I let it go. He still has a relationship with this guy. So I'm not, I'm like, this is getting weird. So now that I know that he has the relationship with the guy, he wants me to be a friend with the guy. So now I'm talking to the guy and I'm noticing that the guy is getting more flamboyant every single time I talk to him. This nigga started wearing foundation. This nigga got mad, mad, the, the motherfucking, I don't even wear that shit on my eyebrows. This nigga got the Jerry curl going on, the motherfucking gel. Sh- I'm looking, I'm like, Long, year About two years after all, like me consistently having a relationship with the guy or whatever, Nature Boy stops talking to him out the blue. And I, and I found out two years later that he stopped talking to the guy because the guy wanted to fly him out from wherever we were in the tropics to where he was to have sex with him or whatever for money. And this guy, the specific guy, used to send him money when before he got into the car, before Nature Boy got into the carbonation thing, this guy used to send him money for sexual behavior, for sexual acts. And he would just send him money from whenever he felt like it. And that would be the gateway to having sexual relationships with Nature Boy.
0: Damn. You, you mentioned there was, you know, no vitamins, no medication. The stories of like, you know, STDs just running rampant throughout the carbonation situation what's what's this what is that in regards to where they say hey this is just you know whatever is out here there's no protection everyone just doing whatever we all got whatever and we're just going you know whatever
1: that was that was one of my biggest concerns being there what like whether it was like of idea of STDs or not. I was always like nature boy, like you keep sleeping with these people, but you you don't know what anyone has. Like you you know what I got, you see what I'm saying? Like you know my history, but you don't know like none of these people's history. So every time I would leave, I would get tested. And every time I've left, I had nothing came back except for the last time that I went, or the last time I left. The last time I left carbonation, there was chlamydia in my system and trichomonas in my system. I don't know where that came from. I don't know how, like, like what? I don't know who he slept with, who had it. But at that juncture, that's when I knew that he had STDs and other people did. But prior to that, that last moment in 2020, I had never got tested for any STDs other than what I naturally had in 2017, which was a case of uh, HV, H, HVS1 herpes or whatever, which I'm aware that all of us have that to some degree uh, in our blood or whatever like that. It's just that whatever lifestyle that person is living, that antibody gets exposed in a certain type of way and it is is non-reversible. And so in 2017, I was diagnosed with that. Um, But all of my partners have known that prior to sleeping with me and I would tell people that and i actually tell people that so I can get them the fuck away from me. And so these people decided to still sleep with me, but these people have never gotten tested and told me like, hey, I got, I caught it from you or I've, I've contracted this from you. Me personally, I've never had an outbreak to, you know, to say like what that experience is like. So I don't know, but after me leaving that last time, I got my system clean. I did what I needed to do. And I'm back to my original layout, you know, and I, and I kept it like that. And last time I got tested was three months ago. And my status is still the same to this day. Now, if somebody decides to be with me, knowing that I have the, the, the uh, health history that I have, that's on them, you know, but people know my situation because I'm like, I tell people, this is, this is what it is, sure. period.
0: In regards to, um, I am just curious as far as, you know, at the height of carbonation when you were there, what was the ratio of women to men, would you say? And also what uh, ethnicity was the majority?
1: Hmm. I, you know, I always felt like it was equal. Like they might have like two or more females at a time or they might have two or more males at a time, unless like, all of the women leave because they were getting abused in some kind of way. Um And then there were more men than women. I know when I was there in the beginning, um, the, the group fluctuated so much to the point where so many people had left at a time. And I was like, pretty much one of the only women, like one out of two yeah. women. And then there were like four or five men. But that was like one time, um, but for the most part, like overall, cause, because the group fluctuates so much, I could say. It, Usually be like an equal amount of girls to guy, you know, so it, it never made sense to me why we all, why all the women had to be with one man when you got all of these other men out here who desire to be in relations, who desire to, you know, like, why, like what is this? Like, this is weird. And it came out to be that Nature Boy wanted these men to be eunixes. He wanted to cut their penises off so that they can just be a servant. And I'm like, bro, that's not realistic. How you going to turn these men into eunixes? That don't even doesn't even make sense.
0: Game of Thrones, yeah, unique. <laughs> Man, Game of Thrones, like a motherfucker. So, That's
1: weird to me, ask, you but
0: know, <laughs> even now, and you know, of course, Solar's in the background. Would you be open to even if, uh let's say, you know, you Solar moving forward in the future? Would you be back open to a polygamous situation, Uh whether on his end or whether on your end? No. You're kind of done with that. No. Probably,
1: no, life's, life's but from, from what I've learned about myself, from what I've studied about myself, I'm a monogamous person. If, if I'm gonna give myself a title, if I'm gonna put myself in a category, I'm a monogamous type of person. You throw me in a community, I'm gonna be monogamous, period, anywhere I go. Because I am, I am I just have a certain type of standard. I have boundaries. I have a whole heap of things that even if I wanted to be polygamous, it would literally have to be a situation that would literally have to present itself from God and God would literally have to approve of it because it's just gotta be ordained. Like if, if that was the case, but at this juncture and in the next year or two, I don't see that happening at all because of the space and time that we are currently in, the Trump, like it's just too much. It's too many other variables.
0: No, without question. Yeah. Uh, you're older now, you've matured, and I'm just curious, lastly, um, if you could go back and talk to your 17-year, 18-year-old self, what advice would you give yourself?
1: I would tell myself to finish school, finish college, because still to this day and even in this moment, I'm thinking about being in somebody agricultural program. And I still have yet to really do that because I have other responsibilities now that I have to think about and I have to do, I have to put certain things on the back burner to be able to eventually get to the point where I can focus on being in somebody, somebody's agricultural program. Yeah. But I, I, would, I would tell myself that and I will also tell myself to just study a bit more, stop, stop relying more on what people are saying more than studying what they're doing, watching what they're doing, responding to things based off of someone's actions rather than what they're saying.
0: Man, without question. Well, but, um, you know, your story again is, it, it, it leaves you with no words, but for those who do want to follow you, who do want to see kind of what you have going on, be able to root for your journey going forward and be able to assist, uh, maybe even you know provide some uh, guidance or provide some knowledge. Um, how can they get at you? How can they uh, reach you? Uh, what's your social media?s
1: Well, my Instagram is one thing, but I really want to put my YouTube out there.
0: Oh yeah, no, uh, let's Creo, focus on that.
1: Yeah, Creole um, New Orleans is considered Creo, so that's why I got the Creo period femininity Creo but I will tell people just to be aware of scammers because people have made multiple YouTube channels of the same name and femininity is spelled different, maybe two I's, two N's, but Creole is spelled correctly and femininity is spelled correctly for, for my platform. Just make sure you have that period in between Creole femininity. But that is where I put the most of my content on, where I speak from, where I unravel, where I purge, where I be a mother, where I'm tapping into my craps my YouTube. That's what Femininity.
0: Beautiful. Um, at this time, we normally ask any shout outs you want to give, man. Any people that you want to just kind of commend or give recognition to on your journey to this point?
1: The first person is my dad. My dad is no longer here. He transitioned in uh, September of last year.
0: Condolences. Definitely.
1: I appreciate that. That's, I, I'm still dealing with that to this day. I was pregnant at the time. When I found out, so I wasn't able to process it as as readily as I wanted to. Neither was I able to attend like his funeral ceremony and things like that. And my family kind of hates me in a sense, like some of my family, not all of them, but there's some real trauma behind me not attending, you know, the ceremonies and being there with my family and stuff like that. But I feel like my dad was really rooting for the better of me and the entire situation, he went out his way to really like shake me and be like, yo, like, this is what's really going on. And um, I don't think if it was for my dad that I wouldn't have certain realizations that I do now. I wouldn't have tapped into my womanhood the way that I have now. And um, I just want to thank him, you know? And I've said it to him when he was alive, But now it's just different that he's not here. But I also want to thank my mom as well because my mom has instilled characteristics in me that's irreplaceable. Irreplaceable.
0: Shout out, mama.
1: Irreplaceable. And I love my parents regardless. That's how I felt when I was a child. You know, both of my parents, I love them. And of course, my, my other families. Course. You know, you
0: took care of a lot. Of them. You know, no. you know, I'm sure they're happy and they appreciate.
1: Not to make it too cliche, but I do want to shout out Solar. Without and
0: question. people
1: people be like, oh, you didn't. No, but he has really added value to my life to the point where if we split up today, I would still be applying it to my life. Like literally. And that's not, I can't say that about most of the people that I have come into contact with. You know, and that, that's really hard for me to say because I don't want to trust nobody at this point. I don't want, you know, you know, because of what I've been through. But when it's real, it's real. When it's there, it's there. And when it's right, it's right. And that's that's this is what it is.
0: Well said enough said, man, I got to say, it, man, have you to do what you just did, man. It's very therapeutic. I'm glad you were able to kind of get some of this out and give it to the world. Um, again, I want them to digest it and understand who you are and the kind of mechanisms and how you work. But um, I got to say, thank you for coming to the couch, man. Uh, this carbonation thing, again, of course, is overall arc and story. But to get your perspective on it, I, we really appreciate it. Uh, we have to say, man, uh, you are a real-life street star to even be here, and we do thank you. Thank her.
1: you for having me. Yeah.